Welcome to the Johnny Hot Socks Show, hosted by Johnny Hot Socks, a podcast exploring the success stories of inspirational and influential people across industries. Now, here's your host, Johnny Hot Socks. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I really appreciate it. Uh, today, we have a really special guest, Chris Moreno, who's a national recording artist who, in just a short period of time, has been really making waves as an up-and-coming artist to watch. Known for having an extremely loyal fan base, which started back in Boston, is quickly expanded to the rest of the world through relentless touring and engaged online presence. He performs both acoustic and with a full band, and last year alone clocked in over 150 shows. He was nominated for the Best Country Artist two years in a row by the New England and Boston Music Awards. Chris, so pumped to have you. Thank you so much for taking the time today to do this. Dude, yeah, it's uh, great to hear from you again, man. Thanks for having me on. This is awesome. So, I mean, I might as well just get, get straight into it. So, yeah. um, so <laughs> you're working at Monster at the time. You're in the North End. You're making really good money. You're going out, you know, you're going out, I'm not saying drinking every weekend. Like, you know, you're, you're having like nice dinners and like, you know, things are going good. You have the nice car. I remember you saying that and like, what's life looking like at this point? And like, where, where do you think it's going to go? Yeah. Uh, yeah. The time period you're talking about is probably, it's about six years ago. Yep. Um, basically like cliff notes of my story is I, I, uh, I grew up like always doing music and stuff like that. And I was always, um, in like bands and like high school and stuff like that. And I was a songwriter and a guitarist. Um, and then I went away to college and kind of those bands, we just broke up and, um, you know, I wanted to go away and just kind of, uh, I was getting a little burnt out with the music thing. So I went away to college and went to UMass Amherst, I'm, uh, born and raised in Massachusetts. And, um, after that, I got a, uh, full-time sales job with, with monster.com and, uh, I just started living like, you know, that lifestyle where it's like, oh, you're making money now yeah. and like <laughs> you're taking vacations and you're like going out, uh, drinking and hanging with friends every weekend and, and spending lots of money. And, um, I eventually had moved to the city. Um, you know, I was living in uh, Boston and North End and stuff like that. So, so like on paper, in 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 reality, like life was good. Like I was having fun. Living but it. as I yeah, as I started to get into my like mid um, to like later twenties, I really started to be like, okay, like what? You know, you you're just kind of like, all right, is there is there more to life than than this? Like, what's what's next? And you start thinking about, okay, ten years from now, like you know, the partying and stuff like that, that's eventually going to get old. Right. So, um, uh, long story short, I, I went through a breakup actually. Um, and it was, a, it was a perfectly fine breakup. Like it was, you know, it's the person I was with was great. Uh, we just, you know, it wasn't meant to be, uh, forever. And, um, I started questioning from there, what do I want to do with my life again? What do I want to like the next 10 years to look like? And, and that's kind of where I like went back to like that thought of, well, since I stopped doing music, there's a little bit of a void there because I always loved music growing up. And I was like, you know, what if you gave that a shot? Um, and so that's, that's, that's kind of like where I, uh, where my mindset was at that point. And um, basically I just started doing it on the side. So I was working the full-time job and uh, you know, there's a lot that I can go into around that, that time period. If there's anything like specific that, that you want me to dive into, but um it was just a slow process of like, okay, I'm going to work my job. I'm going to go home at night and like start trying to write songs again. And then, you know, take some voice lessons and just kind of like little things like that was what got me started. Like at that point, like you're putting more money into it. The music video is coming out. I, I love that music video. So at that point, like, was your mind, I mean, like in the beginning it was like, I'll right, do this part-time and kind of see where this thing goes for fun. 
but I also want to, you know, keep the, the, you know, the job, the nine to five and keep obviously money coming in. Yeah. I mean, and I know you were like doing, you know, a tour in Boston, you did like a few shows here and there. So how did you really get, get started? Cause I feel like there's, it's, there's no one, it's, you can, everyone does differently. I know creating your brand and creating. Yeah. Like, this it's so, this is such a good point. Yeah. Every, every, everyone's path is different, even in something like, like music, everybody's path, like even the successful people, all their, their paths are all different from each other. Right. Um, so for me, and I, I like to always frame things as like, if I can help like give anyone else advice, like who's trying to do anything, I guess, entrepreneurial at this point, because as a musician, that's kind of what you are. Um, basically it was, the, the goal was like, I knew where I wanted to be. Like I knew I wanted to, um, you know, uh, play big shows and like get, get my name out there and have tons of people listen to my music. And I'm still working to get to the level that I want to get at. But basically like the, the whole thing that works for me was you have to start small with one step. You know what I mean? You kiss, cause otherwise you're going to get overwhelmed. So the first step was, okay, go home every day after work and start trying to write some songs. And then from there, uh, also take vocal lessons, see how good you can get at singing. And then uh, six months to a year later, okay, play your first show, then go record music. You know what I mean? So it's like all these like systematic, like little steps. And like you, you actually came to some of my like hard rock yeah. uh, cafe shows in Boston. So my first shows were just friends and family. Like, okay, friends and family come out, let's have fun, let's, let's, let's play a show. And then, you know, fast forward a few years and now I have like an actual fan base of people who come yeah. to my shows and stuff like that. So, man, they say it takes 10 years to become an overnight success. And I can see how that's absolutely true. You know, I'm it's probably time. six years, I'm six years into this uh, since like kind of really starting back up. And, um, you know, I, I, you know I, I still get discouraged, but I, I, you know, if I look back to where I was five years ago, I've accomplished a lot, you know, yeah. so um, it's really just a step-by-step -step process. And I think me not quitting my day job right away was a really good thing because, <laughs> you know, you got to wait till you build up enough. Like you, you just got to be confident enough in where you're at. And obviously you need to find ways to make money, but, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I guess like the, the bigger factor too, you know, when I was living in Boston and all that, I, I life was good. I had a really good time and all that, but I started realizing that money is not the most important thing. You know, I was making really good money for years and years and years. Um, but I just knew that that long-term, that, that wasn't enough to fulfill me. You know, you need, I wanted to do something that was, um, I had passion about, you know, yeah. so that's, that's really why I went down that path. So let's let's keep following. So, so at what point were you like, all right, like this is actually getting really serious. Like I'm finding my true love right now in music. Mm -hmm. Yeah at what point was it like, all right, I want to leave all this behind me. And that's a big, that's a big moment in your life to say like, you know, what, what I can do with this. Say, you know, let me quit the job. Let me live, quit this life and, you know, move to Nashville. Yeah. Yeah. Good question. Um, so like I said, I was working the day job and doing the music thing on the side. Um, I think it was three or four years before I would move to Nashville. Um, I, I think what the music thing for me got just got progressively more. I got more and more into it as time went on. The, and as I started to see like little bits of success, like people started to really like my music. And, um, you know, like, like you said, I was releasing music. I was releasing music videos. I was playing shows. So as I started to get more positive reinforcement for it, um, that's when I started getting more and more into it, you know, and let, let's say it was probably a four year process before I decided to move to Nashville. And um, I did that because I studied all the people who were where I want to be, you know, all the artists that were bigger than me. And I, stu I studied their path, 
you know, I, I watched their views. I, I would, um, you know, just to get, try to get any piece of advice. I would talk to people, I would reach out to people and message them and stuff like that. And they all, you know, for my genre, which is like rock, but also like kind of country, it, it was that Nashville was really a good place to get a little bit more in the, in the folk, you know, in the spotlight um, and meet people that I can, can, you know, possibly help you progress in your career. So um, I eventually quit that day job. And then two days later, I moved to Nashville um, and I went full time with music, which I didn't even think I was going to do that. I thought I was actually going to get another sales job in Nashville, but it was just like, they, they didn't pay quite as much as I made in Boston. And I was like, you know what? <laughs> I was like, you know what? I'm going to, you know, make half the amount of money that I was making in Boston for something I don't want to do. Why don't I, and I, I was like, why don't I just try to go full-time with music? And I was lucky to get in contact with a booking agent who helped me um, start playing some gigs as soon as I moved to Nashville. So uh, that was like one of the scariest things. Like, I mean, the amount of anxiety that I had <laughs> of being like, how the heck am I going to make any money? Yeah. And then like being like, you know, you moved to Nashville, you're in a brand new place and like, I'm like, uh, okay, next week I'm going to Indiana six hours away <laughs> to play a couple dive bars. Like I'm like driving out by myself. It was pretty nerve wracking, but also like incredibly exciting. Um, and I think that's kind of like uh, a key takeaway is that like, if you want to grow as a person and you want to grow in what you're doing, you have to take these like risks, yeah. you know? And it, it, even me, if I, even if I had moved back to Boston after a year and I was like, Nashville's not for me, it still would have been worth the risk. Cause you just, you don't have that what if anymore. Right. You know, that at a certain point, like the what ifs are the worst thing in the world. So um, that's really why I kept, kept pushing the boundary. And that's why I'm still trying to push my own boundaries all the time. You know? So, so like, you moved to Nashville and obviously now, I mean like your social media has gone up a bunch. We're over the 10 K mark, which is huge. It, you know, more songs, more videos, really good marketing. You have merch now. And you do have a, a great deal of, uh, you know, followers, supporters, more than fans and family, legitimate fans. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> Radio and, and you're in touch with all those type of people. So I guess like what, how, how did that even happen? So now you're in Nashville now. So like what things on a daily basis do you do in a sense to, to grow that? Or like, you know, who do you reach out to? Like, how do you reach out to radio stations and really keep growing that? Yeah. Yeah. There's definitely a couple of great questions in there. I think, for an independent artist, Spotify is more important than radio. Um, radio is really, you know, I've gotten played and stuff like that, but to, to be consistent on there, it's um, you usually need a label or a big team behind yeah. you. So, so Spotify is, you know, right now I have 12,000 monthly listeners on Spotify. I'm closing in on almost a million streams um, in total on there. So like that, the wow. fact that we have, the fact that we have those tools as an independent artist um, to, to, potentially get on playlists to reach new people. Um, but I'm always investing into that. I, I, I sometimes will run advertisements to try to reach new fans. I'm always putting money into, yeah. into my career. Uh, it takes money to go record the songs, to make the videos, to, you know, everything takes money and investment. And that's something I'm always uh, trying to do regardless of my financial situation, because I know that time is limited, right? And I'm trying to yeah. capitalize on, the, on this window right now and uh, the momentum that I do have. But I think um, as far as like, you know, getting a fan base and stuff like that. Um, you know, I'm actually a big follower of Gary Vee. I think you are, you are yeah, as well. Love Gary and, man, he's a, he's a big influence in me because he's kind of like instilled this idea of like, you know, appreciating your, your fans, whether you have one fan or a thousand in is, 
is the name of the game. And that's something that can be lost on a lot of people. And um, for me, I've take, tried to take the time, you know, it's, it's tough to find time sometimes, but I try to take the time to like get to know the, the, the people who follow me a little bit better and, and to, you know, obviously respond to comments and stuff like that because um, I genuinely do appreciate it. I, I can say honestly that the fact that I didn't do music for a while and had this, this sales job to the fact that now I'm a full-time, I make a full-time living off this. Like I have so much gratitude and appreciation for that, that like anybody who is on this journey with me and does follow me, like I'm insanely grateful to them and I want to show them in whatever ways. And obviously with social media, there can be a balance of that. Like you, you know, you don't want to, you know, I, I want to be personal, but not like open up my entire world, you know, but, but <laughs> yeah. I do want to get truly get to know these people. And I, and you know, when I get to see them at shows. It's such a fun, it's such a fun thing. You know what I mean? So, um, I think that, that being open to people and has been a, um, a reason that people are following along aside from just, you know, the fact that they like the music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a trick question. No, not a trick, but like, all right, so what does it take to make a song? I mean, I'm, I'm talking like, do you, I mean, I know you don't just go straight to a studio and just record it, but like, where do your mm -hmm. ideas come from? I mean, your new song just came out last week. So how, how, tell me about that song. How did that come out? How did that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good question. Um, I've read a lot of songs by like I pick up a guitar and like sing and try to like come up with a melody and like come. I like to come up with a melody and a vibe first, and then you know you're singing along and you're, sometimes it's just like gibberish. But maybe you try to find like a phrase or something like that that kind of like sticks out. Um, and usually that's when you start narrowing on a song is when you have a title or some sort of phrase that you know what you want the song to be about. Um, for me, songwriting can be a process. Like that song that I just released, Used to This, I had uh, like the melody and I had the title. I knew exactly what I wanted the song to be about, but uh, it was written over the course of like two and a half months. You know, just um, basically like, I find this with, with, with being creative. I like to dive in, then step back and dive in, step back, right? Because then you keep your perspective fresh. So like, I'll write it for a little bit, I'll leave it alone for a day, go back. Okay, how does this sound? What do we have for lyrics so far? And I'm constantly like tweaking and stuff like that until I know that it's 100% strong. I'm pretty critical on my own lyrics. I don't like to, let, I don't like to sing anything that's ever gonna make me cringe a year later. So I try to, I try to uh, <laughs> be really critical and, and come up with a story in the, in the most simplest way. I like to trim all the fat in my songs. I like them quick, catchy, uh, but deep and meaningful at the same time. That's, that's kind of how I like to write. So once you like, once you complete the song, right? When like, the lyrics are kind of finished, who, who's like, the oh first, yeah, yeah, who's like the first person you go to in the sense, like, hey, what do you think about this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so in Nashville, it's a big thing to actually co-write. So a lot of times, um, like my first album, I wrote pretty much the whole thing by myself. Now I'm kind of doing some co-writing. I have a couple of people that I feel really confident. So the song, like used to this, was written with someone uh, named Stephanie Joyce here in, in town, and. So I went, we, uh, I went to her with the idea and the melody and we kind of crafted it together. And then, like I said, I went back, changed some things. So it was still a process, but um, I have some music friends and I have some non-music friends that I will send rough you know, tracks to. Um, and even now it's fans. I send them, I have a fan club now and like, I'll send them, I'll put the two, I'll put a couple songs and they'll be like, which one do you like better? You know, stuff like that. Um, but that feedback's pretty important. Uh, but gut, my gut is usually pretty right as far as like if something's great or if it's just good, you know, so I can usually tell. 
And um, from there, then you decide if you want to go and record it and you go into the studio and it's the most amazing feeling is seeing some little thing that you wrote on your bedroom with an acoustic guitar come to life with full production and, and all that. It's, that's, the, that's literally one of the coolest things about doing music is that. It is insane though. It's like oh, you, you, one small thing becomes a song. Now it's on. I mean, I have I have the song on Apple uh, Apple Music. Yeah, it's, no, it's, no, it's just crazy though. Like I know you, and it's like I'm listening <laughs> to your song in the car. Love the begin. I love like the um, the melody in the beginning, right when it, uh, the song starts. I'm like, oh my god. Oh, the the O's. The, like, yeah, the yeah, yeah. Little, yeah, 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 yeah. And we I had the song like... on repeat. I was in the drive. Nice, dude. Oh, nice. The song was relaxing. It wasn't too much. Mm -hmm. Like. It was just let's go. So it's a, it's it's it must be like weird. At some point, it's like people like listen to your music and they're sharing it and like they're posting it on their social media. It's like this it has to be. Sometimes you're like, wow, this is like this is this is what I do. For oh, dude, it's it's awesome, man. Like I, there's a part of me that feels like obviously I have big, I have really big aspirations as far as how yeah. far I want to take it. But there's a part of me that's just truly satisfied with where I'm at right now and making music that people can connect to and like, you know, it doesn't matter how big that level is. It's still very satisfying and. Um, but another thing too is like, you know, the songs, and, and I don't know if this is true or not, but people tell me that every time I release a song, everyone's like, man, you're just getting better and better and better. Yeah. And it's, that's a really cool thing too, because four or five years ago when I released my first couple albums, I still think they're great. I still love all the music, but if you can keep progressing, that's a whole nother uh, huge, um, it's just really, it's crazy to see, like you have something good but then if you keep working at it, you can just get a little bit better each time. That's a whole nother a great part of the process in itself, you know? So now let's talk about the, well, the ugly, I guess. So COVID happened. So I know you were doing some shows. Once COVID really happened, like what, how did you adapt to that? And kind of like, I mean, that obviously take, takes away your shows because obviously shows gets more fans and all that. So how have you adapted yeah. more so socially distant? Yeah. Yeah, pretty much because I, I, last year I played 150 shows, so that's how I made a living. <laughs> and so uh, yeah. to be playing, you know, hardly any is, uh, it was tough. What I did was I went to live streaming, you know, I started, I started doing that, even like kind of, kind of asking for some tips and stuff here and there. Um, so that was how I made a little bit of income for, for, for a bit. And um, yeah, I, I just have looked at, I mean, my perspective is always like you're either adapt or die. I'm not going to sit there and feel sorry for myself. I felt sorry for myself for like a day. And then I, you know, I realized that a lot of people have it worse than me. And, um, you know, the music industry is, is actually, it, it really is one of the biggest impacted in this whole thing. Unfortunately, the bar and music industry, I think are the most impacted in the travel industry. Um, but um, I'm just going to keep, you know, I am playing a couple, you know, I have some gigs this weekend and the weekend oh, after. Good. So I am I am still playing some acoustic gigs in the States because uh, again, I'm in Nashville so I can travel to all these other States. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I'm, you know, I'm finding the States that are open. Um, but yeah, I mean, it really does. It's a, it's a crappy situation, but I'm always going to try to make the most of things. I've just focused on uh, doing some more writing and releasing music still, obviously, and uh, just try to make the most of, of it, you know, as I can. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't even touch upon this, but the CD 150 shows, so I, I, I totally like uh, left my mind, but, what was that like? I mean, that, I mean, you were traveling a ton. <laughs> yeah, travel, traveling a ton and um, playing all different types. Like sometimes I'm with a full band and we're playing to like 300 <laughs> people and it's like amazing. It's really like rock stars. And then other shows, it's like I'm in the corner of a bar and no one even cares that I'm there. So it's like, you know, it's, uh, 
it's, I looked at it as like a boot camp. These past couple of years, uh, did, I did, I did like 150 the year before to that. So uh, it's, I looked at it like a boot camp, just kind of like um, trying to get my chops up, trying to take, trying to win over rooms that don't care that you're there, that kind of, that kind of thing. So uh, it's, it's gotten me, gotten me a lot further, you know, I think than doing that. So these, these, day, these days, like uh, the days of like kind of like a record label, like taking you uh, young artists and developing them and stuff like that, it's way, way, way less. So now our uh, record labels, they care more about who's already got momentum. Like they just want to hop on a, a speeding train that's already going. They don't want to take the time to develop. So I knew that no one's going to do this for me. So that I, you know, um, that's, that, that's how, that's kind of what encouraged me to do that. And obviously I can make a living at it too, but um it's a grind man like even the booking part of it like i have an agent that helps me with some things but uh at least 50 percent or more of it is me actually sending out these cold emails and cold calling and you know getting maybe like one response for every 20 emails it's like it can be it's a grind like it really is um but it just goes back to like learning to love the process you know i if i because if i'm willing to do things that other artists aren't going to do then i think that's going to it's going to separate me eventually, you know? Yeah. So I guess what's next for you? Like I, I like now we're in COVID. I just came out with a new single. What's next. I mean, you have, I'm assuming you already have like a game plan of like what songs are going to be released soon. So what is, yeah. what's like the next I, even six months look like? Yep. So um, yeah, I always try to plan ahead three to six months. Um, so hopefully 2021 has more shows, but we'll see. <laughs> yeah. um, the, uh, I got an acoustic version of used to this coming out in the next month. Then I got an acoustic version of fast car, which is a cover that I've been doing for forever. Um, and then uh, I got a music video coming out soon. And then I'm, I'm currently getting my songs ready to go into the studio and record a few more. So uh, I've wow. been writing and trying to do it. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, uh, hope I'm just trying to keep, keep feeding that, that Spotify algorithm and keep giving my, fans uh stuff to listen to it's it's you know i want to just up the content i i feel like you can never have enough content yeah. more 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 if people want to know yeah more 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 you just came with a song i want another one the next day and i know i barely even like try to i barely even try to tease them before they come out i'm just like people don't want to be teased i just want no, to just, just, just give it to them you know? put it out so i'll get yeah. into this uh, the section where it's like the hot seat question just some fun questions. okay cool so, yeah yeah uh, hot or cold showers uh I do like a medium warm and then I switch it to cold. I'm really big into cold showers. Yeah. I try to like do that at least once every day. It's the best. Um, yeah. what, what's the last song you've listened to? Um, uh, I, I just discovered this band called the, the band Camino a song called Daphne blues. Probably what I listened to last. Perfect. Now this is the, this is the funny one. Are you a fan of Nickelback? <laughs> um, I am just because everyone hates on them. And, I don't understand uh, this. It's so, it's such herd mentality, if I'm being honest. I, I can yeah. even go on a little, little rant here because it's just like, you know, Nickelback's like, their music's relatively safe. It, you know, it's like pretty much like, you turn on the radio, it's like, you know, I'll listen to them once in a while. I'm not like a massive fan, but I like, I, li I definitely like a decent amount of their songs. I, you could even kind of classify us as like similar-ish kind of music. Um, but like the, all these people that like hate Nickelback, I'm like, I'm like, are you, just, are you just saying that because you think it's cool? Because other people said they hate Nickelback. Like, <laughs> like their music's just like background music. It's like you can listen to it in the supermarket. So like, what do you, are you hating what on? is there really, what are you hating on? Like, you know. Top 10 just, hits. They were in the Spider-Man movie, the soundtrack. Yeah, dude. The like, Spider-Man music video. I was at a barbecue you know, a few weeks ago and 
um, our brother's friend, uh, Eric O'Brien puts Nickelback on and I go nuts. I, I love Nickelback. And everyone's like, boo, take it off, take it off. I'm like, dude, why do you, why do people hate them? And no one could give like a legitimate answer. I said, they have the, top 10 yeah, the, the closest thing that I can come up to figure out is because they just are insanely popular and people like to tear down what's up top. But my, my response is, Start thinking for yourself, people. Stop trying to go back, with what you, what you think is cool. Nickelback defender, Nickelback defender in the house. <laughs> so, uh, what's your favorite movie? Favorite movie is Almost Famous. You ever seen it? Oh wait, that was that's with um, uh, what's his, uh, what's the guy's name? He's from Boston. Is that the movie I'm talking. No, that's Rockstar. I'm sorry. That's oh yeah, you're thinking of, that's Mark Wahlberg. Love no, uh, Almost Almost Famous is uh, is uh, I think it came out maybe 20 years ago, but um, great, great movie. It's about the music industry and, and stuff like that. Um, okay, I'll watch that. I'll watch that. Yeah, yeah for sure. Famous. And then um, uh, Fight, Fight Club's my close second. Love Fight Club. Such a funny movie. Um, favorite actor? Favorite actor? Um, I'm not sure, but I, Bradley Cooper just popped into my head, so let's go with that. Okay. Big fan. And favorite musician? A musician would be a tie between uh, Chino Marino, who's a singer for the Deftones, and uh, probably, I guess, a little more relevant these days is uh, Johnny Resnick from the Goo Goo Dolls. I just have long admired his, uh, his songwriting and just the way he, uh, just the way he sings. I just, I love it. And they have a ton of albums, by the way. I mean, they've they, been around yeah, they, for a ton. I mean, I mean I'm a they're, 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 not, they're actually, I think, underrated, you know. They, very underrated. Yeah. yeah. And they just came up with it. No, they didn't. Uh... I feel like they've come up with a new song or new single recently. They, they actually, yeah, they do. They are, they're still releasing music. I mean, uh, I still get nostalgic about the old stuff more so, but, um, but they're definitely one of my top three favorite bands of all time. I'd put them on the top. I like Third Eye Blind. That's like my number one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Matchbox 20, yeah. Celebrity Crush. <laughs> um, <laughs> that was a funny one. There's a lot, but I'll, I'll go with my celebrity singer crush. It's just Kobe Calais. Uh, something Ooh, about underrated. something something about her is just like just does it for me. I don't know. Um, last meal. <laughs> last meal. Uh, before this podcast, I had uh, eggs, avocado, and a sweet potato. Perfect. Bre bre breakfast of champions. <laughs> I love it. And then, I mean, last book. Have you? I mean, do you read books? Like, what's your? Yeah, yeah, I read a lot of books. Um, uh, actually, this is kind of like almost embarrassing to admit, but so the last book I read is called Sex at Dawn, which is like a pretty <laughs> wild book on the history of like where sexuality comes from and how like society has kind of uh, manipulated like in, in terms of like the book's premise is that like we're actually not meant to be monogamous creatures. Um, so it's, it's, an, it's an interesting, it was a very controversial book, but uh, I, actually, I, I thought it was a good read. And then I also read Ryan Holiday's um, uh, Obstacle is the Way. That's, I read that pretty recently and uh, that's, a, that's a great book as well. Perfect, perfect. So now some serious questions. You know, what's one thing you'd wish you'd known when you began your career? Um, yeah, the, that's a good question. Um, I wish I knew that everything comes down to reps and things are skills that you think you're supposed to be born with. Um, it's, it's, to me, one of the biggest myths out there, whether it's music or whatever. You know, you ever hear of the 10,000-hour rule? Yeah. Yep. So it's kind of like that idea is that like, and again, I'm living proof of this. Like if you look at me three years ago on all aspects, um, I've, I've just improved and it's, it's, you know, I think obviously like 
if you're gonna do something like music, you have to be born with like this passion. It just has to kind of be there, right? There's gotta be that. But as far as how good you can get, that whole myth of like, oh, singers are just born and all that. I mean, I think that's really like 1% of the people. Like, you know what I mean? Like I've, it, I've seen other people do it and I'm doing it myself. You can just get better and better if you have deliberate practices. Same with songwriting, it's a skill, you can develop it. Uh, not only is it all a skill, but if you don't use it, you kind of lose it too. So you gotta like really work at it. Um, Performing is a skill, okay, you know, so it's all these things. Um, if you deliberately practice and you work at the craft of whatever it is you're doing, uh, you can get better and, and you can get a lot better. So, What's your biggest failure and what did you learn from it? Um, I don't know. It's good. I don't know what my biggest failure is. I just know that I've had tiny, a uh, bunch of tiny, tiny failures, like, you know, like little failures. Um, but that's also the biggest part of this or one of the biggest parts of this is that like, you can't expect a smooth ride. So like I've, I've tried to train myself that I don't expect things to go smoothly. I expect them not to. And then when they do, that's nice. But, but yeah, if you're not failing, you're not growing, you know, kind of a, the cliche um, thing, but it's, it is super true because if you're not failing, you're not actually stretching your comfort zone. You're not putting yourself out there enough. No, so, so sometimes I'll, 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 I'll feel like, I'm not being rejected enough. And then I'll know I'm not actually pushing myself. You know what I mean? So, so like, honestly, when people start really vocally hating my music, I, then I'll know I'll do something, doing something right. I, I, you know, you want, you want to polarize at certain points. You want to put yourself out there. Um, and uh, you want, you want to, you want to get harsh nose. Cause that means you're, you're really pushing your own boundaries. I like that. Um, mm -hmm. You know, what's advice that you'd give someone pursuing a, you know, a music career? Um, probably just those 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 same two things yeah. that i just said um be willing to fail and keep keep trying don't don't try to play it safe whether that's singing or the songs you write or whatever um and uh be willing to not be liked be willing to like just be true to yourself because you will attract the people that are you're supposed to attract and you'll potentially repel the ones that are you're not you're not supposed to like um but also like take it one step at a time um you know, don't quit your day job right away. You know, just, just do it or do it organically for the fun, then build it up and then just keep pushing and taking it step by step further every day. And then little by little grow. And then the 10,000 mm -hmm. hours apply it's to a, it. Yep. You know, what are the best resources that have helped you on the way? Um, I mean, the, the fact that we have the internet's pretty freaking amazing. You know, you <laughs> literally can like, you can just go look at all the, artists you idolize and go listen to interviews with them and like stuff like that. And, um, I mean, we have social media, like I literally have, have at certain points gone back to certain artists that I follow that have maybe popped in the last three or four years. And I'll like, look at their old, I'll go through their Instagram and look at like, okay, what were they doing five years ago? You know, like, like see just, just to be out of curiosity, like, Oh, like when did they, how did they get bigger? How did they pop? Like, what, what was it? And a lot of times you will see it's just consistency and just, you know, eventually you know growing growing stuff like that but um i mean the fact that we had if you're an entrepreneur or an independent artist or whatever at, at this stage we have so many tools you didn't have 15 years ago um and it's 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 pretty incredible you still got to put in the work but if, but we have platforms that you could have never even imagined well this so. is crazy like you know youtube you have spotify you have i mean all the streaming platforms <laughs> yeah I mean, it's just, exactly dude the fact that i can have the fact that i have twelve thousand monthly listeners i'm like that's I mean, some, don't get me wrong. There's some people that, that are independent that have way, way more than me, but I, I can still 
those are real people. Listen to them, like, you know, <laughs> like we just like, and you know, a lot of this stuff, like the, the social media tools, they're free. You know what I mean? So like, it's just, you know, I try to remind myself, like, put out as much content as you can and, and things will happen, you know? That's still at 12,000. <laughs> no, yeah, I just, it's it's a monthly basis. People listening to music, 12,000. I mean, 12,000 listeners. Yeah. And then almost at the, you know, you're hitting a million. So that's, that's why. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. Who's been like the most influential person uh, to you in your life? Oh, um, I don't know. That's a, that's a really good question. Um, I'm trying to think who's, who's the most influential person in me. Um, I mean, I, I guess I would just, I would have to just say, I mean, there's a lot of things along the way and, and I actually read a lot of books and stuff like that. And there's some books that have changed my life and, and stuff like that. And, um, you know, I, and I, I, this isn't your answer, but I will say like books wise, uh, power of now changed my life a little bit. Um, I'm actually reading it, that book now. Oh dude, it's amazing. It's just the reminder of that. Like we can either choose to be present in every situation or not it, like that kind of thing. And, uh, Mark Manson has been a really big, um, influence as far as, you know, just the subtle art and, um, all of his blog articles and stuff like that. So he, as a, as a development, uh, personal development standpoint, that that's, that right there, but you know, the, my, the, 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 the music that I listened to growing up and the bands that I admire the most, I mean, man, that, that, that's the biggest influence on me because what they did for me as a kid, like as a kid, just going into my room and listening to the music for four hours and literally having the best time of my life, just cause I, you know, just listening to music is like, it just had such an impact on me that like, I, um, if I can do for other people what those artists did for me, you know, that is a hundred percent the path that I, that I always am going to want to be on. Like that, and I'm also listening to Subtle Art right now. I'm like, <clears throat> oh, the, um, yeah, those those two books are are top for me. Yeah, some of some of the best. Uh, you know, what are you excited about right now? Like, what like, future wise? Like, what's what are you really just excited about um, going forward? Um, you know, I was really, really, really getting into the performing part before COVID hit. Yeah. I started doing full band stuff six months ago um, instead of just acoustic all the time, and uh, it was you know, I'm excited to perform for people still. I still get a real kick out of that. Um, I love songwriting. I love all that. I love seeing my songs come to life. Um, performing those songs is, is the best feeling though for me. And, uh, you know, I'm just looking to hopefully just keep connecting with more people, get more fans, um, and just, uh, bigger and better. That's, that's it. Love it. Keep doing what I'm doing. Dude. Well, I appreciate you taking the time to do this today and uh, it was awesome. I'm really excited to see you grow and, and uh, definitely check Thanks. out his new single. So now's the time, plug it out. So how can people find you on everything? Yeah. Yeah. If you, if you listen to us, follow, follow me on uh, Instagram. Um, that's where I'm the most active. Uh, Chris Marino music, M O R, you know, and then uh, wherever you listen to music the most, I would love for you to follow me on there, Spotify or Apple music. Um, but yeah, man, I appreciate you having me on here and, um, hopefully we can connect when I'm uh, in Boston. I haven't been back to Boston for like 10 months cause, cause of everything <laughs> <The> and <COVID. laughs> your stupid quarantine rules, but you know, I'm hoping that, <laughs> uh, wild. I'm hoping that I can get, come back and see my family and friends sometime in the near future. So. <laughs> we don't even know. It's just, yeah, it's wild. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, man, thanks again for taking the time to do this and definitely everybody I'll, I'll put all your stuff in the link below. Cool. Uh, check it out everybody. And, uh, Thank you so much. Thanks, bud. How did I get here?